Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Uh, good afternoon. I want to welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Um, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. And um, uh. <laughs> I am Andrea Kay, and um, I was smarter than Kamala Harris uh, when I was a kindergartner. That was is that not the dumbest thing you've ever heard in your entire life? And by the way. If your pronouns, according to, and she didn't even get it right. Here she is trying to suck up to the left. By the way, I am Andrea Kay. My pronouns are donut and dynamite. And I introduced myself this way at the open of the first hour. And I'm wearing some jeggings. And um, if, if, if here's the thing. I'm a serious tip. We're $30 trillion in debt. We've got enough fentanyl that's come across the borders to kill a third of the American people. We've got a crime wave across the country like nothing I've ever seen. We've got polling numbers out right, right now that uh, 75% of those between the ages of 25 and 34 are scared every day for their lives. Over 50% of those between the ages of 45 and 54 are scared every day for their lives. They're scared of being in an imminent threat. Okay, Uh, we've got a recession happening, even though they're trying to change the definition of a recession, trying to tell us that, you know, it's not happening. Um, We've got people that they're trying to come out today and gaslight us and talk about how gas prices are down 60 cents. Yeah, well, they're still three dollars higher than they were when he took office. The number one issue for the American people, according to the polling, is is their ability to pay their bills because the majority of Americans right now are living paycheck to paycheck. And the woman that is literally less than a heartbeat away from the Oval Office is introducing herself with her pronouns and she didn't even get it right. Because by the way, Kamala, when you use the pronouns of her and she, you're supposed to then say you're cisgender. You're not supposed to say that you're a woman or at least that you're at least use the term cis woman, right? She didn't even get it right. That's how dumb she is. But of course, they're still clapping for her. Right? They still clapping for her because all the left cares is that you've submitted, that you're submitting. I will never use this terminology ever. As conservatives, they are the, the left has been masters of using words against us for a really long time and changing the definitions. And I'm hearing too many conservatives actually use the term gender affirming surgery. No, I'm never going to say it. I'm never going to announce my pronouns. I'm never going to call somebody they or them. No. I might, out of respect for somebody like a Caitlyn Jenner who's respectful to me, I might I might use it a her. She I was might, super respectful. I might throw out a her or a she. But only because but not because but that doesn't mean that I, I'm never going to agree. You are never going to hear me say anything as mind numbingly insane as you could that that there's 20 something genders there's no such thing as cisgender i'm never going to say there is there's no such thing as anybody changing their gender your gender is what it is if you want to live your life as another sex i'm on board with that 
Do it. I don't That's care as you. an adult. But and and the, but this is taking over our country. It's taking over our country. And if we're going to save this country, and I've said it many times before, the the battle for the future of America is really through the children. It's really through the children. And that's where that's where we need to keep the battle. Um, I'm not sure if I was going to talk about it this time or not, but I mean, it's on the same as the cultural. It's all a part of the cultural Marxist movement. Um, you know, the left after after Roe v. Wade got overturned with SCOTUS, then they all got hysterical. And and um, you might think that they might have a point in terms of could it what could it mean for gay marriage? What could it mean for um, other issues? Because Clarence Thomas said, look, we now need to look at other issues because the idea behind overturning Roe v. Wade didn't have anything to do necessarily with the act that was involved. It had to do with states' rights. It had to do with the U.S. Constitution and that we're supposed to be a government of the people by the people. We're not supposed to have seven people in robes or nine people in robes, depending on five, five people in robes, depending on a 5-4 split make decisions on behalf of the entire country and denying us our right to vote, right? So you could say that when when uh, Thomas brought up the fact that now other issues should be sent back to the states that people might have a reason to be concerned about it. Um I don't I don't think so. I don't think that the Republican Party, I mean the Republican Party can't get on board with s- securing the border. You think the Republican Party is going to get on board around the country in um and dealing with gay marriage? But I did hear today uh, this clip from Kate Kamek, and I want to, and I want to, and I want to address it because I get where she's coming from on the issue of gay marriage, but I think, I think she missed an opportunity here as in Republicans. The cultural Marxist movement is where the real battle is. Whether you agree that it that it, it it's mainly about the children or not, it's the cultural Marxist movement, the cultural war is really going to determine whether or not we win it is going to determine the outcome of the of this future of, of America. And I don't think the Kay Kamek's approach here is going to set us up for a win. Skins, please play clip three. I believe that being a conservative means believing truly in what the founders intended when they said life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it's not up to the government to determine what happiness looks like for a person. It's not up to the government to say that one person gets to enjoy the liberty and the immunities and privileges of uh, that of the constitution, but another person does not. And I think that's where we say, this is where government needs to get the heck out of our lives. She was talking about gay marriage and whether or not we, the, the overturning of Roe v. Wade was going to catapult into an overturning of the fact that in spite of States putting it to the people as to what in, in, in marriage was, has been determined by the States, right? The, the civil union in um, marriage at its heart as um, is basically a civil contract. It's a financial arrangement between two individuals, and that varies by state to state. And so really the idea that what Clarence Thomas was talking about was that this is a state's rights issue. 
And much like Roe v. Wade, as states were voting and putting it to the people as to whether or not in that state, this civil union between these individuals should include a man and a woman or same-sex couples, that should that should remain w- with the voters. And we voted here in the state of California, and ma- a vast majority of Democrats wanted to keep marriage traditional between a man and a woman. And that was their vote. Their vote was stolen from them by the Supreme Court. There is no difference to me. Between the Roe v. Wade decision to overturn that and the decision to overturn this. And here's where I think Kay Kamek missed an opportunity here. Rand Paul had it right when this first came up. He said, I don't want my gun or my marriage registered in Washington, D.C. Marriage is really a, 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 a religious institution, whether or not. Uh, you're you're engaged. Whether or not you guys end up actually being married is really ultimately decided between God. Yeah, I want the government to have nothing to do with it. I mean, that you, you, I've had friends of mine get married in the Catholic Church, and it didn't matter if they if their divorce was recognized by the state. The Catholic Church they had to get it annulled because, according to the Catholic Church. Just because the state recognized that you were divorced didn't mean you were because their definition of marriage and what it means to be married has nothing at all to do with what the state thinks of marriage. Right. So um, I I think Republicans really miss and she misses an opportunity here and she feeds in order to sound like a good guy. Right. She's she's missing the opportunity to say, look, um, yeah, everybody's got the right to life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. Marriage is a religious institution. That's between you and God. I believe in civil unions. And this was my argument back when this first came up. I said, I think that the Republicans missed an opportunity and they need to be looking at civil unions and need to be saying, look, whether or not two people are married really doesn't matter whether or not you and I think they're married or or it's really about them and God. This is a religious designation and we're supposed to have a separation of church and state. And therefore, it's a civil union. It's a civil contract. If there's a dispute and the two parties want to end it, then it gets heard through the, through the courts. And it's basically a, dis- a division of property. That's all the state looks at a marriage union as a property arrangement. Who's going to get the pearls when, you know, uh, upon separation? Who gets to keep the dog? That's really what the, what this marriage arrangement is. And the very people that wanted uh, separation of church and state are the very people that wanted gay people to get the designation of marriage. And the reason why they wanted the definition of marriage is so they could then pierce other people's religious freedoms. Are you following me? If all the, if all the left cared about when it came to gay marriage was that they got the same rights as any other married couple, they'd be happy with civil unions because according to the state, it's a financial arrangement. The state doesn't care whether you got married by your rabbi. The state doesn't care whether or not you stood in front of a head of cabbage that supposedly married you. The state doesn't care what religious designation or whether or not you're actually married in the eyes of God. It's a civil union. And that's really where we needed to leave it, in my opinion. That's what that's what the Republicans either needed to continue to stick with the tradition of a man and woman or argue for civil unions. Because as soon as is that this went to a religious designation, that's when they got to begin to pierce religious freedoms in this country. Trying to force churches to marry them. And then you had churches, you know, having, to, you know, being pressured to have. Um, same-sex marriages in the church. You, you had uh, chaplains being pressured uh, in the military. So I, I feel as though, I love Kay Kamek, but I feel as though if we're going to win and save this country when it comes to the cultural issues, we've, we've got to frame it more from a standpoint. She talks about the founders, 
you right. still think it can, it can be framed that way, Andrea, or think it, that Jeannie's already out of the box? Well, I think what she needed to say is, you know, I get where Thomas is coming from. I get where he's coming from on this because the reality is, is according to our framers, we're a republic of states and people at the state level should have the right to decide whether or not in that state what marriage looks like. Now, I, for one, she could have said, I, for one, believe in civil unions because I think and and give her opinion. But she's talking about the founders here. She's misrepresenting what this country was founded on. She's misrepresenting the system of our government. She's misrepresenting the Constitution. And that, and I feel like I feel like every Republican should have supported Clarence Thomas and should have said on theory, even if not on practicality, but on theory, they should have come out. And, and let me be more concise. And I think this might uh, might frame it better because I'm walking on eggshells here because I, I don't want to upset people, but I got to be truthful. If we are if K. Kamek, if you're going to talk about what the founders intended, the founders never intended for the Supreme Court to step in. When voters in California voted to keep marriage between a man and a woman, that was never what our founders wanted. And you don't want to admit that because you don't want to offend a voter out there because you want to vote. And as long as we have Republicans taking that position of weasel speak and of kowtowing because they don't want to offend somebody, we're dead. We're dead, whether it's on this issue or anything else. This is why we're here. This is why we got five-year-olds being put on puberty blockers because the Republican Party is not confident enough in their position to to, to, to stick to character and integrity and principles and values. Stop, stop talking about the low taxes. We already know that. Talk about the important stuff. This is not her, her position is not principled. This is this is not a principled position is my point. You're there. The, the Republicans like to cherry pick issues instead of being principled. And when you're squishy, uh, then 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 you're done. Does does the left ever ever cherry pick? Uh, never. Does the, do, do they ever bend? Never. Do they ever reach across the aisle? Nope. No. They are determined to go behind your back as parents and put your five-year-old on puberty blockers. And you're worried about what you say about what the founders intended uh, on gay marriage. I like Kay Kamek, but this is to me is an example of, of why we lose. This is an example of why we're losing. The Republicans never go far enough. No, we never use our power. We're squishy. We're too worried about offending anybody. You, when, when you're going up against a bully, what do you got to do? You got to punch that bully back. You got to be willing to get a bloody nose. We got to be willing to get bloodied. Metaphorically speaking, figuratively speaking. Speaking of getting bloodied. People getting bloodied all over this, all over this uh, country. There was a video that went viral on a subway platform in New York. And I tweeted out yesterday. I said, this is why I couldn't be a cop. I do not have the patience of this officer uh, who was being attacked and assaulted by two teenagers on this platform. I, I, I don't have the patience. I, one of them would have had to eat a bullet because and then then, of course, what would happen is I would have been you know accused of a hate crime. I would have had the DOJ come down on me because cops right now are supposed to be beaten and assaulted and have no repercussion and no recourse for it. Right. And why is this? And and that was just one video, one story of many happening across this country. We're going to take a break and I'm going to tell you some stories. And this and this kid, by the way, how many times did he get away with assaulting somebody on the street and be let right out on, 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 on no bail in New York City? 
And what, what about a guy out of California? And it's not just just in New York City. Out here in California, we got a dude that was convicted, given 50 years for murder, and got let out in six. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on its way. Don't go anywhere. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Um, that was a little, a little ditty brought to you by six campaign staffers, I guess. I don't know how many were there. Six people were arrested, uh, today and they were all house staffers. I don't know why they were singing solidarity like a union song because supposedly they were, they were there, um, protesting outside Chuck Schumer's office about climate change. So maybe you can translate to me. And uh, one one person was quoted as saying, he's giving up, but some of us are going to live through the climate crisis. Can you help me to understand what the climate crisis has to do with singing a song about the unions? Yeah, I was a little confused when I uh, <laughs> first heard about this story. Um, okay. Um, hmm. That's interesting. All right. Got to get serious for a moment. Um and yeah, but before I get into this crime wave, uh, another story that I found interesting, Skins, is I don't know if you heard that there's New York Post came out with a, an article. Uh, others, other people did as well. Said, warning that napping. Did you know that those who nap during the day have a higher <laughs> have a higher? I'm sorry, risk, when I nodded off, they have a higher risk of dying earlier in life. Are you aware? No, don't tell me that. I love naps. I know. Well, it's true. This is actually a true study. Of course, you know that. You know, um, I've never heard of this. You're being warned not to nap because that could kill you young. But you're not being warned not to get the shot, right? Ay ay ay. You know when 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 there's a warning label on a nap. But not a warning label on a shot. Something is wrong. <laughs> Jesus, save us. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Um, okay. All right. Uh, Got to get into a couple crime stories because this is this was actually kind of crazy. Um, so where did I put my crime stories? Okay. So everybody saw this viral video that went out. Uh, Trump Trump actually did give a lot of uh, talk today in his speech, evidently addressed crime quite quite a bit today. Uh, and um, you know how insane the left is when he's we've got a crime wave across this country, just video after video every day going viral about it. And so we've got a, a, somebody who's obviously going to be running for president in 2024, and he's there to speak against it and talk about the crime that is being unleashed by the Democrats. And he's getting protesters who protests. <laughs> <laughs> for crime we want waves. more crime <laughs> we, we, yeah we want more crime we want more like this I mean if you're in New York City do, would you would you get on a subway I would never go outside let alone go down like because you have to go down underground yeah, you're you kind of trapped like a rat right in these subways so this video went, went viral of um, in, in the subway brawl and the teen that assaulted this officer uh, here's this is according to Fox News. The New York City teen released after allegedly assaulting a police officer in a subway brawl was sprung three days earlier for a violent attack and has a prior arrest for gun possession. According to NYPD Commissioner Sewell, quote, the assault on our officers in the subway is another example of individuals emboldened by a system that just days ago immediately released one of them arrested for robbery. Once again, they are shown that there are no consequences for violent criminality. Of course not. 
There's a, 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 so what, when you've got somebody who's arrested for robbery and immediately released with no bail. Hey, you well, and I were talking about before the show. This is exactly what they want. This, Yeah, they want this crime wave to happen across this country. And, that, and, and that's why they're protesting Trump who's trying to speak out against it. The 16-year-old, whose name is being withheld due to his age, was captured. Um, in the 54-second clip, he threw more than 20 punches at an officer, slamming the cop into a metal gate and then dragging him to the floor in a chokehold. He attempted to murder a police officer and was immediately released. He was uh, uh, charged with a second-degree account of an officer, not even first-degree. That's attempted murder. He tried to choke him. Just three days earlier, on July 20, the same teen boy was busted for robbery and again sprung without bail. For the, uh, and at that point, it also included the vicious beating of a strange, stranger on Madison Avenue in East 40th, according to a criminal uh, complaint. The attack occurred on June 21 when the kid, who was then 13 and three pals, uh, smashed their fist into a man's head just after midnight and then took his cell phone. So this is this is what we've got. So no wonder. I mean, would you not only would you not go into the subway, who would be a cop right now? Yeah, that's why, you know, I you know, that's New York. Yeah. But I mean, L.A. is just a hour and a half away. Andrea, I don't feel safe in this country anymore. Well, yeah, no wonder. Seventy five percent new poll that came out. Seventy five percent of those between the ages of twenty five and thirty four feel that they are in an imminent danger at least once per day. 50% 50% of those between the ages of 45 and 54. The areas they feel most insecure and, and under threat is, number one, dark streets and sidewalks. Number two, unfamiliar neighborhoods. And number three, parking garages. So, yeah, basically when you're when you're exposed in a, in a dark area and anybody can come up and clock you, you know, and we've seen there was video. I mean, it's every day there's viral videos of attacks on innocent people, whether it's a, a man picking up a woman and throwing her on subway tracks or just, you know, a, one, one guy the other day just in, in a, um, a rotating door that spins. I don't know what you call it. Um, just came up and just you know beat on her and took her dog. You, you know, know and just, you used to be able to believe that the police police would come and you know they'd be able to to rectify the situation now the cops got to be too careful you're never quite sure how safe you're going to be well and not only that but well yeah because when you've got assaults on cops like this and and a cop is in a position to where they can't they can't do anything about it because otherwise they're going to be they're going to be um uh, falsely accused of of violence against uh, a, a black person or or a minority individual and then they're going to be charged with hate crime co- cops are not able to do their job right now and if they're not able to do your job you're not safe so nobody's safe in america right now and this is by design the, it, it is a lot in new york it's mainly in your in your deep democrat areas right whether it's new york city whether it's chicago seattle los angeles san francisco it's why the ceo of starbucks the other day came out and said that they were shutting down 16 stores they tried to provide um active shooter training to their employees but the crime wave is too great for them to keep stores open and i can't say i blame them right but here's but here's what howard kurtz i believe his name is here's what he's missing the point he's missing the point that he's partly responsible because he's funded these Democrats who put these policies in place. He's you look at Seattle. How long did they let that chop Chaz insurrection neighborhood seizure go on? How long did they allow up in Portland and Seattle, the Pacific North Northwest to have federal buildings and all kinds of state buildings uh, to be burned? 
they allowed I, I did, did I don't think they did, did they prosecute anybody in Portland when that Antifa crowd threw a cement milkshake against Andy No and beat him over the head? Not I don't think anybody knowledge. was prosecuted. So see, you know, you've got you've got these limousine liberals that supporting all this no bail policy. Oh, you know, it's legislative justice, right? You know, we've we've got the you know they like to talk about the pipeline of black men into prison. Well, you know, um, you need to deal with a cultural problem that's leading to black men, you know, committing crimes. The solution is not like in the case of the 16 year old being let out of jail every other day. And he's just able to run around New York City like a savage attacking people, including cops. That should not be allowed to stand in this country. In California, a murderer was released six years into a 50 year sentence and he was found um, behind the wheel of a car. Um, passed out and when they tried to uh, you know uh, uh, you know wake him up or whatever he wakes up and then he leads the police on a car chase on a vehicle pursuit he now faces 11 charges total including evading arrest um, unlawful possession of a firearm and driving under the influence he had no business being out among society he was 17 when he committed a murder and part of the problem we've got is that we've got uh, men that should be that should be remaining in prison because they committed acts and should have been tried as adults that were tried as juveniles when you're a 17 year old you know and you exactly murder somebody you're doing yeah you need to you you murder somebody at the age of 17 you're you know you, you need to go to jail forever of course these are the same democrats that think 17 year olds are mature enough to you're at, at, you're you're mature enough at the age of five to go on puberty blockers but you're not you're not you you don't know what you're doing at 17 when you commit murder Come on. This is what's happening all across this country. We, the, the, uh, we can't sustain this kind of lawlessness. And, this, and then you add the border into it, the law, lawlessness that's happening at the border. Right? Um, so this is, this is really frightening. Um, and we, what, we've, what we've got to do is, is one of the things we have to do, and then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to give away some tickets to the Padres. But a lot of what's happening here is these DA races. We spend so much time as voters looking at congressional races, looking at governor races, looking at um, the presidential races, but we don't pay attention to the local races, in particular the district attorney races, and that's where we need to be focused. That's where we need, well, one of the areas we need to be focused on. All right, are y'all ready? Who's ready to win tickets to the Padres, right? Are y'all focused? Write this number down. 888-344-1170. We're going to make it super simple on y'all. Pair of tickets, to Faith and Family Night, July 30th. All you got to do is be the fifth caller. Call in now, 888-344-1170. DJ Potato Skins is waiting to get all your information and give you a free pair of tickets to go to the Padres. 888-344-1170. It's the Tuesday giveaway on the Andrea K Show. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Loving everybody calling in to get the tickets. Super excited to give away another pair. But have no fear, child. I know that uh, many of you have been uh, ringing, the, ringing the phones off the hook. We're going to have one more night of a giveaway tomorrow night. So have no fear because you've got one more chance to win a pair of tickets. Um, for the Padres this coming Saturday. Um, okay. Um, when I was a kid, I really wasn't that much into coloring. That really wasn't my jam. 
um, necessarily, you know, I was like a rough and tumble kid. I was out, I was out in the dirt and like riding bikes all around and like roller skating and just going into places and, and that I need to not go. Um, but crayon, uh, you know, um, coloring is like obviously still like even though we have devices for kids today, kids are still really into coloring, right, and using their crayons. So here, unfortunately, we got another story of another icon of an American company continuing to prey on little children. And I'm hoping we're going to have here another story of Go Woke, You Go Broke, involving now the Crayola, uh, the Crayola, the crayon company. They've got an ad coming out, or at least they had an ad coming out, and um, which I think has since, the good news is I think that this has this has been pulled um, because they are facing a boycott over this. I'm not even sure if it had time for many people to see it. But they decided to put out an ad during using a, a transgender model. At, at least the, the rollout was supposed to be from social media accounts and then it was going to go on to you know, main, main media outlets. And they were using the transgender model they were using for these crayo- crayon ads um, is a Julian Gavino, a.k.a. the Disabled Hippie. Um, and this was to celebrate Disability Pride Month. So evidently we've got Pride Month, and it was we started out with Pride Day, right? Then it became Pride Week, and then it became Pride Month. And now evidently we're into uh, Disability Pride Month. So before long, it's going to be Pride Year, right? So it's bad enough that they're advertising now into, you know, kids, you, you know, kids can't even sit and, or see a commercial for a crayon without being preyed upon. Now they're using uh, the disabled, the physically challenged in order to prey upon children. I find that particularly, particularly disturbing. According to Cray, uh, Crayola, Julian Gavino pronouns he him is a fashion model writer and activist who identifies as a transgender man Crayola wrote he was born with a progressive neurological condition Julian is passionate about advocating for his respective communities as someone who grew up not seeing anyone who looked like him in the media Julian is determined to normalize disabled and trans bodies in the fashion world uh, Gavino said, quote, he felt out of control with what was happening to my body. But when he started pushing the quote, when he when he, quote, started pushing the boundaries on what I would usually wear, he said it helped him cope. So what they're doing is they're now they're amping it up because it always gets progressively worse. Right. Abuse always has to continue to grow. And it's now grown in terms of preying on children to use disabled now they're now they're trying to prey upon children that might have some type of physical disability and try to recruit them into transgenderism. That's how I see this here. Trying to find commonality to reach the children who feel who who are disabled in some way. Oh, you may be like Gavino, right? Crayola posted three images of, of Gavino, including one where he is wearing a leopard print a leopard print jumpsuit. And another with a lime green jacket with a chain with a chain bra as well as latex pants and high heeled boots. <sighs> Let me repeat that. Cray, uh, Crayola crayons are marketed to children beginning at the age of two, and they decided to prey on children using a spokesperson who was wearing a leopard print jumpsuit, a lime green jacket with a chain bra on. With latex pants and high-heeled boots. So, of course, Crayola deleted all the comments on their Instagram and limited who could comment on Facebook because they don't really want to hear from the public on this. 
So boycott Crayola immediately uh, took off. Um, one Twitter user said, Crayola has lost me as a customer. Crayola CEO, what does this have to do with crayons? Another concerned uh, mother said, uh, WTH, no more Crayola. There are a lot of other brands to buy from. One woman wrote, really inappropriate content for children. Usually I buy a ton of supplies to donate. This year we will be leaving Crayola out of the donation. Kids don't need to be taught about sexual preference or changing genders while trying to color. A Facebook user declared, stop. Children need to be protected from this. It is sad when I want to go against the school supply suggestions and not buy Crayola. Get off the woke bus. Go woke. Go broke. This is absolutely right. There's no aspect of society. I was just going to say they're not. it is literally in every aspect of our nation. Every aspect of our nation. And they're going younger and younger and younger. There is not going, when they're at crayons, there's not going to be a toy that they are not going to be a, a, a cereal. There's not going to be a food item, a clothing item, a toy. I was finally at Nothing. Target, Andrea, and I saw the transgender section. And what was in the transgender section? Uh, apparently, if you're a boy and you're feeling like a girl, you can wear you can wear that. Wow. And if for children, the transgender section for children? It looked like I, I didn't get a get a close look, but it but it didn't it did look like it was for young adults. Wow, yeah, I, it's like I said in an earlier segment, the battle for the future. Where there is a war going on right now. And that's just not because metaphorical. right, it's not just because there's no shots being fired in the streets of the United States doesn't mean there isn't a war happening. There's a war going on right now. As a Christian, we understand that the, the battlefield is in the mind. You know, we don't battle principalities, right? We, we, we battle, the battle is, is for the heart and the soul and the mind of America. And primarily, they're using children to do it. And they've got enough willing accomplices in terms of parents out there dumb enough to go along with it. And yeah, I'm calling you dumb. Because you should not be going along. If you, don't, if you understand that your 6-year-old, 7-year-old, 10-year-old is not mature enough and old enough to drink alcohol, sign a contract, drive a car, smoke cigarettes, then what are you doing letting them make a permanent decision like this? You shouldn't be encouraging this. Shame on you. Children need protection. They need adults. And shame on these corporations. Cray, you know, coloring was not my thing as a kid. I but at least buy Crayola again. But at least I was able to color without being preyed upon by those trying to groom me for something. All right, we're going to take a break. Hey, congratulations to Karen for winning the tickets. Oh, okay. Congratulations to Karen for winning the tickets. We've got one more night. Tomorrow night, we're going to be giving away our final pair of tickets to Faith and Family Night for the Padres on July 30th. And I got a question for y'all. Speaking of corporations, how far are you willing to go for a lifetime supply of sandwiches? Sandwiches. And is there a particular sandwich? You'd be willing to you'd be willing to go to some links for to get a free supply. We're going to share that story with you when we come back. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. We're just in a giveaway mood tonight. Before the break, last segment we gave away, or the bottom half of the show this hour, we gave away a free pair of tickets to the Padres, and we're going to be giving away our final pair of tickets tomorrow night to the Padres for Faith and Family Night, which is coming up this Saturday, July 30th. We love you guys so much, and we want you to be able to go and enjoy yourself, and we know times are tight out there right now. And so we want to give you guys an opportunity to go and enjoy this wonderful weather and America's favorite pastime. So again, come back tomorrow night if you want to win a pair of tickets. And now, we also have an opportunity for you guys to win a little something else, okay? How much do you guys out there love sandwiches? 
Uh, my fiance would label me the sandwich king that makes sandwiches out of everything. Okay, so you're kind of like Joey from Friends. That I was am. his favorite food, sandwiches. I've never been a huge sandwich person. We have a particular type of sandwich in New Orleans called a po' boy. I'm telling y'all, a French fry po' boy, oh. a French fry po' boy, or a roast beef po' boy. I might be willing. To push some boundaries for about, a lifetime uh, supply. I was talking to you off the air. What about a good old Monte Cristo? I love a Monte Cristo. I love a Monte Cristo. But you can't. You can't really. If you're going to win a lifetime supply of a sandwich, that it's got to be semi healthy. Well, it's got to be something you can eat. That's not like a dessert item that you could eat. Like all what about the time. a BLT? No. Oh no, I don't like a BLT. You don't, you don't like BLT. First of all, I don't like white bread. Second of all, I don't like white stuff like mayonnaise. You can do a BLT on No, a, I don't not, like to, not, I don't right. like raw tomato, so no, I don't like a BLT. I do like Subway sandwiches, and that's who's got a giveaway happening tomorrow in Las Vegas. Okay, so if you're in Las Vegas, Subway's having a block party tomorrow. And um, here's the rules, though. If you want to win, they're going to give away a lifetime supply of sandwiches. Sandwich uh, Subway. Here's the quote: Subway footlong sandwiches for life awarded as a fifty thousand dollar as fifty thousand dollars worth of gift cards, which may be redeemed at participating Subway restaurants. So it's really fifty thousand dollars worth of footlongs. So I, you know, and it, depending on how long the Democrats stay in power, that could be ten years. It could be a couple of years, depending on. I mean, literally. Uh, we don't know how we don't know how far fifty grand is going to go in footlongs, um, but it's still a lot of footlongs, right? But Here's what you got to do if you want to win a lifetime supply. One person who gets a 12-inch by 12-inch Subway Series tattoo inked on his or her sternum or back will win Subway footlong sandwich. It will win the $50. Here's what I'm confused by. The company noted that, due, and this is from a Western Journal, uh, due to the time required for the tattoos, only nine tattoos can be applied during the event, which begins at 11 a.m. and ends at 5 I'm not sure what that means. I've never gotten a tattoo. Does that mean... Read that that again. Okay, so the requirement is you've got to get a 12-inch by 12-inch Subway Series tattoo inked on your sternum or your back. Right. The event begins at 11 a.m. and ends at 5. Only nine tattoos can be applied during the event. So I don't know if that means nine people or if that means over the 12-inch by... I believe that means nine people because of how long it takes for the tattoos to be completed. But then, then um, I, I, I feel like I'm missing information because I don't know if it means nine tattoos can be applied within the 12 inch by 12 inch area. Like, how are they? I, I don't, I'm not really sure. I got to get more details. Now, there is something, though, for you that like a three by three, that you like a three inch or a smaller subway. The less daring who are willing to wear a three inch by three inch subway series tattoo emblazoned upon a shoulder, a fire, a firearm, forearm or calf. Uh, can still get a price. Um, you can get a Subway footlong sandwiches for one year or $4,380 worth of gift cards. Um, and then there's even, uh, for you little tattoo weenies out there, there's a two inch by two inch Subway series on your wrist, bicep, or foot. <laughs> um, but you only get one month. I mean, you're going to get $372 of Subway for, for a tattoo. No. Who's going to do that? I guess the idea there is that you can hide it, right? Like put it on your foot, maybe and cover no, it with we'll shoes. See. Still, I mean, you know, I say if you're going to do something like this, you got to go for the you got to go for the fifty. If you're going, go all the way. Yeah, because three hundred dollars worth of Subway sandwiches isn't enough for a lifetime commitment to Subway. Sorry, you know. I mean, I, I guess I, I guess you're right. It's probably nine people. That's my guess. 
Um, I, I, there's still some missing details here, like Subway Series. Do you get to pick which sandwich? What does that mean, Subway Series? Anyway. Um, I like sandwiches, and I even have a couple of tattoos, but I don't think I would get a tattoo for a sandwich. Coyote Dave tweeted out, Yahoo, Subway will give you free sandwiches for life if you get a foot-long tattoo. The bad news is there are Subway sandwiches. Is there, <laughs> is there a Guinness record for most regrettable tattoo? Um, somebody else tweeted, the idea of me, a middle-aged man, getting a tramp stamp has a certain postmodern ironic appeal. Having a tramp stamp advertising for Subway on the on my middle-aged back, that would be no fun to explain. <laughs> uh, Cat Country 103 station said, Subway is giving away free subs for life to anyone willing to get a 12-inch tattoo on their stomach or back of a foot long. Which food item would you get tattooed on your body if it meant you got it for free? Why, well, I already said, maybe. It wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a, a French fry po' boy, though. I, it would have to be. For, food for life, that'd have to be like maybe a bread pudding souffle from Commander's Palace. Something like that iconic. I mean, that major. Not not no sandwich of any kind, no sandwich of any kind. But I, I might I might consider a lifelong a lifelong supply of donuts. Uh no, because then you got to get tats. It have to be something more iconic, something more expensive, right? Kind of like the bread pudding souffle. At an Speaking of food, there was a major story going on in San Diego. I don't know what this is about. Evidently, there's some kind of issue going on with coworkers eating people's food. And I think right now, I don't know that this would quite be the issue if it wasn't food so expensive. I mean, how could Subway couldn't be doing this tattoo story if people weren't so desperate to try to get free food, right? You can't be going around eating people's food that they got in, in the lunchroom. Yeah, way back, way back in the past, I have set food items uh, unmarked, uh, thinking, okay, people are going to know it's not there, so they're not going to bother it. Unmarked, no name on it. Unfortunately, yeah, they things disappear. Yeah, you know, I'm cool with sharing when it's not seven dollars a gallon of gas, when it's not, you know, you know, uh, shrink inflation to where it's five dollars for a loaf of bread that's a fourth the size of when it was two dollars and fifty cents a gallon. And especially with the cost of meat, if I make me some homemade meatloaf and bring in a sandwich and put it in the fridge, that best better be there. Or 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 what you got to do is maybe set up a mousetrap, something that snaps a finger. So you mentioned this to me off the air. My meatloaf sandwich is what went missing. Here at the station? Uh, no, uh, in a previous life. At a previous life? Okay. Meatloaf yeah. sandwiches. Oh, that's, good stuff. That's something to fight over, man. Right now, with food prices the way they are, don't go pinching anybody's food in the I lunchroom. Need an AK don't go pinching meatloaf sandwich is what I need. My post Katrina meatloaf that recipe that I got in New Orleans, best meatloaf you've ever had in your entire life. See, now I'm hungry. Hey, love you guys. Thanks for being here. I meant to read some emails I'm getting from you guys. I'm going to save a segment tomorrow night to read emails. Andrea, email me at andreakshow.com. Love you all. Peace out. <laughs>